Alrighty, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Barry Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 62 of this freezing cold podcast that is obviously in the coldest as hell fridge. So it's once again time to open up that very cold fridge, grab that very cold yet spicy hot lasagna, and time to talk some more about this NFL season. More NFL, yeah. You all ready for more NFL talk? Because I certainly as hell am. So we got a good show for you all. We're going to be talking about week 10 of this uh, biggest NFL season ever. We got some the games, winners and losers, players of the week, and then when that's all said and done, uh, our picks for week 11. Um, to start off today's show, um, this is not really NFL related, uh, but I want to briefly mention of the fact that, um, I mean, if, if you follow sports or if you follow the NBA um, or you go to, um, you know, any concerts or WWE events or anything in general um, in, in this LA arena, in the Los Angeles area, um, you may know the arena called the Staples Center, or at least it was previously called that. Well, um, the Staples Center, home to the Los, A- the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, the hockey team, uh, the LA Kings, and also home to the women's basketball team, the Los Angeles Sparks. Well, their stadium is being renamed no longer the Staples Center. It is being renamed to crypto.com arena um, what what the fuck oh, like damn they re- like they really lost the naming rights they really they really did not renew the naming rights um for the staple center like state like staples yeah the you know the school supply store really dipped out on the arena and we're like nope we're done we're literally done with um you know giving you the naming rights to the arena and we're like see ya and um i don't know the arena decided to go with uh, crypto yeah crypto.com yeah do you know go with the trend of cryptocurrency those nfts that are the trend nowadays damn it it's it's a kind of, it's a kind of a shame actually it is a big shame that um, it's being renamed to this, you know. Staples Center is like, you know, known to so many people. Like, like that's the name that people like are used to, and yet it's gone like that. <laughs> it's literally gone. Like, like what the fuck is a crypto arena? <laughs> it, it's it's so it's so so strange. Uh, but yeah, that that is just my little like spiel on that. It it it's, it's very strange. Like, oh, we're here to see the Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers in Crypto.com Arena. Like, no, this is the Staples Center. This is where Kobe Bryant made his name. Not in the freaking Crypto Arena. Like, what the heck is that? What is that? What the heck is that? Like, oh man, this. I mean, sure. I mean, it's a, I mean, it looks like a minor thing, but damn. That's kind of a blow. That's kind of a blow. But, yeah. If you if you want to learn more about it, it's on Bleacher Report. Um, I mean, it's you can also search it up. 
uh, Staples Center or at least Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing now. So anyway, um, before we talk about on the main topics of the show, um, before I dive deeper about this uh, crypto thing, ramble more about that. Um, before we get into today's show, um, as always, I wanted to get into the social media, um, share about it, all that good stuff. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, turn on that notification bell um, if you want to see the vodcast version. And if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, make sure you listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, wherever you and however you want to listen and watch the show. Follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. So let's get into today's show. Let's first talk about week 10 of the 2021 NFL season. Um, obviously... Uh, this was a gonna be an interesting week. Actually, we were just following up um, a pretty pretty bad week nine. Um, yeah, week nine was not good at all. <laughs> I think um, week nine had some uh, in, like kind of weird things that were happening uh, in that week. So so weird that I already forgot about it. I think week eight and week nine were like uh, weird weeks. Like week nine was not as bad as week eight, but it's just like yeah. Well, week 10, however, um, there were some interesting games that went down um, this uh, in this particular week and uh, a couple upsets that stood out to me. So I think, in my opinion, I'm going to already say this, week 10 was, well, one of the better weeks that we had in quite a while. So four teams were on bye this week. Um, so as we windle down this season, um, less teams are going to be on bye. So we had at least four. So... These four teams were pretty much the bottom of the barrel teams. Uh, the Giants, the Bengals, the Bears, and the Texans. So, for for all you Texans fans um, that want to see the team lose even more, uh, you had to wait another week for that. So, let's get into uh, week 10 of this 2021 NFL season. And we started it off with Thursday Night Football as the Miami Dolphins led an upset over the Baltimore Ravens. The then AFC North or they're still leading the AFC North now. The AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens, 22-10. So their defense showed up in a game that Brian Flores was mismanaging his quarterbacks again. You know, Jacoby Brissett uh, was was starting this game, and then he left because of a knee injury and was eventually cleared to return. But then... And then Tua Tagovailoa came in, even though he was coming into the game uh, with a finger injury that he showed signs of, like, there was no finger injury. So, it was just a situation where Brian Forrest was like, like, was my quarterback really healthy, or like, what are we doing here? But even then, uh, Lamar Jackson was just out of sorts all night, he's like, he he wasn't doing anything uh, productive until, like, garbage time. When the game was pretty much out of reach. Um, and the Ravens pretty much salted the game away. Um, because they gave up a big, big uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown to the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins beat the Ravens 22-10. to In a big stinker by the Baltimore Ravens. So then we get to the Sunday action of the games. Starting with the early morning slate. The Buffalo Bills um, seem to be getting back, back on track on offense. As the pretty much ended the Mike White era. Yeah. They ended the Mike White era of the New York Jets because Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the running the running back attack whooped some gangrene candy asses 
all over New York and bounce back from a very bad Jaguars loss as they beat the New York Jets 45-17. to um, Now in the nation's capital, the Washington football team actually got an upset of their own. They beat the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, both teams came off their bye. Um, and I guess the, the one team that, well, got off the bye better was Washington. And they put Tom Brady in a rut by a usually bad Washington defense that, well, I guess for one game turned into God. And this is a Washington defense that lost Chase Young like during this game. They And they pretty much lost him for the season to a torn ACL. But still, they were able to rattle Brady all game long. Um, and then Taylor Heineke and Antonio Gibson, um, their second year running back, um, they pretty much pretty much t- controlled the ball um they control the time of possession like they took pretty much pretty much the majority of the fourth quarter um to seal the door shut on a tom brady comeback so washington beats the Tampa bay bucks 29 to 19 and there's a little bit of concern for the bucks if they want to de- like repeat as champions so the Dallas Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons in a ass kicking, a really big ass kicking, forty-three to three. Doubt Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Um, they bounced back from that big trap game last week against Denver by trouncing all over Matt Ryan, who was just unable to move the ball um, in another week without Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts was just nowhere to be seen. And that Falcons uh, team, oof, oof, what a mess. But as for the Cowboys, they obviously seem back on track. I guess that last game was just them, rusty as hell, especially Dak. But this game proved that that game against Denver was just an off game. So Cowboys beat the Falcons big. Then the Tennessee Titans beat the New Orleans Saints 23-21. The Titans were still not exactly a good game. offensive performance but they did enough to hold off a saints last minute comeback and pretty like eh, in pretty eh game so the titans beat the saints 23 to 21 in another week without derrick henry but man they gotta start picking it up offensively but luckily for them uh, they have the easiest remaining schedule um going forward but they gotta use this uh time to you know find their identity on on offense then the Indianapolis Colts nearly blew a big, a big, big lead um, to the Jaguars as they beat them twenty-three to seventeen. Like, man, like the Colts, like I don't know what to think of them. Like, they were leading seventeen to nothing in the first quarter. They built a seventeen nothing lead in the first quarter. Jonathan Taylor and the, and the Colts defense built up a big lead um, because of the Jaguar stupidity, and then. That lead was nearly erased, slowly but surely in the game, and then they were just lucky to survive because uh, the defense was able to not a strip sack on Trevor Lawrence to essentially put the game away. But goddamn, this Colts uh, team just a week after beating the New York Jets decisively, they nearly shit the bed against the Jaguars. So they beat. Them 23 to 17, but not a good look. Um, when you're about to face against face the Buffalo Bills 
next week. And in a game that absolutely nobody wanted to win, um, literally, the Lions, like, they, they finally snapped there. They finally snapped their their winless streak. They will not be going 0-17. No, no, no. They will not be going 0-17. However, they will not be going 1-16 and either. Not quite yet. Because they... And the Pittsburgh Steelers ended in a 16-in-all tie. Yes, yeah, 16-16. They tied. Yeah. It was that kind of rainy, shitty day in Pittsburgh. The Lions and the Steelers played 70 minutes of drizzling, literally, shit. In a game that absolutely nobody wanted to win. Now, granted, um, Jared Goff played her. Big Ben Roethlisberger, um was a last-minute scratch um, because he was on the COVID list the day prior of the game. And T.J. Watt, uh, ha- uh, the Steelers' big, big, big guy on defense, he had to leave the game. What? Goddamn. Did neither coach and did like neither quarterback try to outdo one another to try to win this game? Like, holy hell. Holy hell. Like, I mean, maybe oh sixteen and one seems like a possibility for the Lions. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. So then the New England Patriots trounced all over the skid marks. Yes, the Cleveland skid marks are back, people. Forty-five to seventeen. So the Browns were managed to get a seven and oh, seven and nothing lead early um, on the Patriots, but it was pretty much all uh, Patriots from there on out. Mac Jones looked good on offense. Um, they hammered a pretty weak Cleveland secondary, and the defense made the injured and hurt Browns offense completely skid markful. So Patriots run over the Browns 45 to seven in an absolute beatdown in New England. Then we get to the afternoon slate of games. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the LA Chargers 27 to 20. This was a good, good win. Um, for the Vikings, and yeah, I know the Chargers are going back to being the Clippers, just like I predicted. <laughs> I know people were like, "Oh, the Chargers are here," <laughs> but I, I knew somehow, in some way, they were gonna clipper it up. So, Kirk Cousins actually did pretty good here. He actually did pretty good. Like, took care of the ball. Other than I think it was a turn, uh, a fumble. I think he fumbled the ball, but I I don't remember. But other than that. He had a pretty efficient day. He uh, he wasn't just check down Charlie. He actually moved the ball downfield. Uh, pretty aggressive in this one. And um, he led his team to a an upset over a Chargers team that has lost its offensive groove. And, yeah, they're going up against Green Bay next. Um, but, you know, this is a Vikings team that could make a push at a wild card despite, you know, Mike Zimmer's uh, micromanaging. So the Vikings... Beat the Chargers 27-20 on the road. Then the Carolina Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals. Granted, the G League, the same G League Cardinals that ran over the 49ers' asses in week nine. They got their ass whooped by the Panthers this week. 34-10. And keep in mind, like I said, this was a G League uh practice squad Cardinals that had Colt McCoy starting. Um, they had James Conner, um, sure, James Conner ran over the 49ers last, uh, week nine, but he was facing a much tougher Panthers defense, 
Um, and that showed. That that showed um, in Week 10. And meanwhile, for the Panthers, um, they looked like a much more rejuvenated team um, when they re-signed uh, Cam Newton. And the effects showed on the field. And they not only spent time not just reintroducing him back into the offense, and like I said, they blew out the G League Cardinals. So, Panthers beat the Cardinals, um, 34-10, and who knows, maybe the Panthers might make a late push here. Then in Lambeau Field, the Green Bay Packers blanked. They shut out the Seahawks, 17-0, yes, and this was with Russell Wilson. Um, and I guess this was also a slugfest, a defensive one that I, even I didn't expect. I thought this was going to be like a, a total shootout between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but... Aaron Rodgers also struggled against a usually shitty Seahawks secondary, a usually shitty Seahawks defense overall. But even Aaron Rodgers was struggling in this game. Um, Russell Wilson looked very, very rusty in this game. But in the end, um, all it took for the Packers to win this game, all it took for them to blank the Seahawks, um, was not just three turnovers on Russell Wilson, but also... Running back, A.J. Dillon, filling in, stepping up for Aaron Jones, who had to leave the game. Came in the clutch with two touchdowns. And, like I said, the Packers defense gained those three turnovers on Wilson to complete the blank slate on Seattle. 17 and nothing. Then, in the mile high, I don't know how Denver somehow, like, fucks things up after a big win. Because they got their asses whooped by the Cowboys' hated division rival the Philadelphia Eagles came into the mile high to kick some Denver ass 34 to 10 man 34 to 10 is such a popular score um this week because Jalen Hurts found Devontae Smith for two big touchdowns and Darius Slay forced a huge fumble on Marilyn Gordon and returned it for a touchdown that would pretty much seal the deal in the fourth quarter and this was just very disappointing for, for Denver. This is very, like, coming off a big win in, in Dallas, and then you come home to face a Philadelphia Eagles team that you they should have easily beat, and then you just lay an absolute egg. Yikes. So then we get the Sunday night game, um, and even more blowouts happen. <laughs> because the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Las Vegas Raiders 41-14. to Yikes. Um, but, you know, looks like the Chiefs offense may be getting its groove back. Patrick Mahomes, the, the Kansas City, uh, big three of him, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, they might be finding their groove back. And, you know, a defense that's usually shitty, um, they stepped up big, um, to turn Derek Carr and the Raiders offense into a completely one-dimensional one, into a Vegas massacre. So, you know, they probably were rolling the dice, you know partying on the strip after that game so the Chiefs roll over the Raiders 41 to 14 in a Sunday night beatdown in the Roomba Roomba drone then in the Monday night game the Monday night closer oh man you remember you remember last week when I said this was gonna be a massacre yeah this was gonna be the Monday night massacre at West Coast Good old-fashioned Bears football, John. Yeah, a good showcase of West Coast Bears football. Well, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? 
Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, my San Francisco 49ers defeated the LA Rams 31 to 10. So it was the Monday Night Massacre, just not in the way that I uh, expected. So, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll take the big ass, fat ass L. You can go ahead and clown me all you want. Uh, you could put, you could paint the clown face paint. You could put on the uh, Mr. Rogers clown mask all over me this week. Um, you can clown me for guaranteeing a massacre on Monday night for the 49ers. And you know what? I deserve it. I absolutely deserve this clowning that is coming to me. And the 49ers just absolutely harassed and pressured Matthew Stafford all game long to the point where he just looked like the old Matthew Stafford of the Lions. Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, he had a he had a good game, but it wasn't enough. And Jimmy G, he looked all right. He looked good, but it was mainly the run game and the defense that played a role. And Debo Samuel had a big, big game. He had a monster game in this one, so he looked pretty good. Um, Jimmy Ward, who came back from injury, got a big pick six on on Matt Stafford. And that pretty much all she wrote in that one. So that was week 10 of the 2021 NFL season. A lot, uh, a couple of upsets, a lot of blowouts. Um, but still, there were a lot of things to take away from in this one. Um, like, sure, there were a lot of blowouts. There were a lot of um, um, things that, oh, blowout, yeah. Um, but... There were also a couple of upsets to, um, you know, kind of balance things out. And there, are, I think there are some competitive games here, too. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Only a fairly few competitive games. But still, uh, I guess it's like a balancing act of sorts um, in, in this week. But still, a couple of, uh, like, there were some upsets, like I said, that stood out to me that were like, shit. <laughs> Maybe I thought... Uh, either differently or you know more of the same of these teams so overall um things are getting pretty interesting um as we get down the stretch here of week 11 um and you know these teams are really seriously making that push maybe like the wins like the 49ers one maybe they're making their um maybe this the they was the thing that could well as much as i hate to say it you know the teams that you know get this big win um and they've lost so much after they lost so much you know this that was the thing that they needed to make a late push so we'll see what happens there so now let's talk about my winners and losers of uh, week 10 we start off with the winners the new england patriots you know um you know they've been for the last couple weeks uh since i think it was the jets game and then they went to i think carolina and oh the chargers and now they faced a Browns team that was pretty much banged up on both sides. And they literally put an ass-kicking. Like, this is like the ass-kicking of old um, turned into 2021. And the defense banged up on a uh, banged-up Cleveland team. And the secondary limited uh, Baker Mayfield and the passing attack. And the, def- the front seven pretty much got to Baker Mayfield. They sacked his ass all game long. Um, Mac Jones on the offense uh, continued to look much better. And, you know, I think we're starting to, like, I think people were really um, underestimating Mac Jones a little bit, um, you know, going into this uh, this season. 
and you know he's really looking pretty well. You know, I was, maybe I was a little bit wrong about Mac Jones, a little bit, but I don't know it's only one season. But you know, he looks um, like the guy um, with precision and confidence with his throws. You know, he he also like I was wrong about this guy. He actually not just a statue guy. He runs out of the pocket and like not just to throw the ball out, but he actually runs runs um, if he wants to. So, you know, this is a guy that New England got right on. Um, and the running back group of Damian Harris and especially Ramon J. Stevenson could be an X-Factor tandem down the stretch um, when they're trying to make a playoff push, especially because now that considering that, you know, they're not that far behind uh, the Buffalo Bills for the division title. Um, they got a big game a couple weeks. Um to, that could decide um, the the division, um, not just the division, but you know maybe the Patriots can make a last push um, to, for that um, to regain their division title. So, right for right now though, this is a big big statement win for the Patriots, and I guess for one week the Washington Football Team. And yes, this game can be looked at as an outlier um, for now. Um, this was their best uh, game all season. You know, for a team that came in banged up, the defense was uh, underperforming, and then they just lost Chase Young uh, for the season to the ACL injury. Um, this was this game on Sunday was pretty damn good for them. You know, the defense um, was pressuring Tom Brady all game long. They pretty much like outside of a couple touchdown throws to uh, I think it was uh, Chris Godwin. No, I think was it Chris Godwin, but I, th- I think at least one of them was uh, to Mike Evans. So outside of giving up those plays, they they pretty much like harassed Brady all game long. And meanwhile, on offense, Taylor Heineke, you know, had confidence for most of the game, and he had very little mistakes in this one. Except I think he had an interception on one play, which he really shouldn't have made. But other than that, he found his guys with confidence and strolled out of the pocket, um, very well. And you know, he was he was kind of like a playmaker. In this one and Antonio Gibson I think that bye week helped him a little bit you know he was he, he healed up a little and we'll see what happens down the stretch with him um, that can carry the offense so overall this was a good game um, that the Washington team needed to have um, I mean it won't do anything for their uh, playoff chances but you know this is a uh, I think their their win of the season uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, like I said, this was if definitely a game that, you know, their bounce back game. This is the game that, you know, everything was clicking, literally, both on offense and defense. Um, you know, Dak was back to his normal self. Um, Zeke, back to his normal self. The receivers, you know, were clicking with, with Dak. And the defense, you know, harassed Matt Ryan all game long. And they even, the special teams even blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. You know the Cowboys, like that that game against Denver was literally proved like this game literally proved that la- that game against Denver was just a trap game. It was literally just a game where everyone, like everyone, including Dak, was just like you know rusty as hell. So this was a game that um you know that they needed to have that to bounce back from, and they bounced back big because they're gonna need it for the stretch run. And as much as I'm, as much as I hate to admit it, um, the San Francisco 49ers. 
Um, yes, they are a winner this week. Um, and as much as I still don't think that they won't run the table despite that schedule, um, and I still have some suspicion about um, their defense because, let's face it, um, they always play motivated against the LA Rams. <laughs> let's just face it. I mean, they, they swept them for two consecutive years already. Um, I got to give them, them some credit for finally motivating, motivating themselves, you know, especially defensively to win games, you know, that they should win. Like, like you have to play, <laughs> to play other teams besides the Rams to motivate like, to, like this way. But you know, this game, the Niners looked poised. They put heat on Matthew Stafford all game long for 60 minutes. Um, and you know, Jimmy G had a pretty much like turnover free performance um Kyle Shanahan you know did his style of play um and it worked to a degree I mean I don't agree with it but it worked I guess uh, of running the ball literally like down down everybody's throats and you know it had the Rams looking for answers all night and it could be that case you know going down the stretch now people um like the Packers or the Cardinals have tape on on what the 49ers just did to the Rams and they can use that against the Rams um when they when they face them. So overall, you know, the Niners did something that could, you know, put a dent in the Rams uh playoff hopes and maybe even the Super Bowl hopes cuz look at like this team like sure they're not perfect, but maybe we could be the role of playoff spoilers. I don't know. But as for the Niners themselves, like they shouldn't be thinking playoffs, but hey, this is a really good performance that they laid out on Monday. Now, as for the losers, as, like, even though we're, um, I know I'm like stuttering like an asshole here. Um, continuing on the trend of uh, the Monday night game, the LA Rams. Like, holy hell, like, what happened here? What the fuck happened here? Like, I'm not trying to say that I wanted the Monday night massacre to happen. Um, even though I kind of predicted it, it was gonna happen, and it didn't. But shit. Holy hell, like, objectively speaking, you know, this is a team that's supposed to be one of the top contenders in the NFC, um, but, yeah, they certainly have not looked like it in the last two weeks, you know. Um, sure, we, like, the one in week nine against the Titans, we would have looked at it as, like, okay, um, they 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 let themselves get rattled, they let themselves get upset by uh, a Tennessee team that didn't have Derrick Henry, but then they come out in week 10 in another primetime outing against a division rival in the 49ers that don't have a good uh, offense. They they have a shitty secondary. And then they get their ass whooped. <laughs> and then they let themselves get uh, uh, boat raced by Jimmy Garbage Fail. So I'm not sure what exactly happened here. <laughs> they just let themselves literally get run over. That oh, That's all I know. Um, Matthew Stafford for the last two games has looked like his old line self. Um, the receivers pretty much, um, even Cooper Cup has had butterfingers all game long. Maybe they shouldn't. They, like the receivers literally gotta stop eating butterfingers, man. It's not doing good stuff for you. And then Jimmy G, I don't think once got sacked. I don't. I don't think Jimmy G, you know, once you know, got like pressured at any point by Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller not once literally and you know that's kind of disappointing for you know a guy especially like Vaughn Miller who just came to the team you know to not like generate any pressure not generate a blitz on him and yeah 
John McVay has a lot of serious work to do because, uh, you know, they got a lot of tough games uh, going forward. And, you know, they can't be shitting the bed. They can't be playing the way that uh, they had the last two games. Um, especially now, because considering that, like I said, um, what the 49ers did to the Rams on Monday night, teams have tape on how to beat the Rams in that way. So, yikes. Uh, the Seahawks. Yes, two NFC West rivals of the 49ers are losers this week. Um, I just wonder about, you know, this offense. Um, I know, like, the defense sucks ass already. Um, don't don't let that uh, defensive performance um, for about, like, a three and a half quarters fool you um, against Aaron Rodgers. I'm just, you know, a little concerned about this offense for the Seahawks because it, I don't know, it, it does it seem like, you know, Russell Wilson uh, rushed himself back a little too soon from that um, his, that finger injury um, because he didn't look like his usual self. You know, he didn't. He was like kind of scared to throw the rocket arm passes, or he was like like he didn't have enough like energy to to throw them because he either didn't have enough energy to throw them. He was because it was getting airmailed past Tyler Lockett and DK, and DK Metcalf, or he wasn't doing them at all, and he was just uh, replacing them with uh, the short throw game uh, to Gerald Everett in his tight end. So, this is a little bit concerning, and I know it's just one game, you know, Russ is trying, Russell Wilson's trying to shake off the rust, but it's kind of concerning um, for the Seahawks going forward, and if this shows up again against the Cardinals next week, um, you know, who might have Kyler Murray back, it's uh yeah their their playoff hopes could be uh dampened going um down the stretch and then the Denver Broncos like holy shit how do you fuck up this this uh game so bad you fall you 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 beat the Dallas Cowboys um big in week nine and then you proceed to shit the bed against the Eagles in week ten like literally how do you fuck this up so bad. How do you not build on momentum? Like, Big Fangio, you played things way too safe, you know, with, with your offense. Like, we, we know how, like, okay, like, how decent your defense is. But, dude, what do you do with your offense? You, like, you you, you played it so conservatively. You attempted more runs with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Then you let Teddy Bridgewater pass. And when you let him pass, you just let him throw the check down like Jimmy G does with the 49ers. Like, and look what that led to. You know, the Eagles exploding on offense. Devontae Smith scores two touchdowns on them. And then I think Jordan, I think it was Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, you know, combining for a, a, I think it was one touchdown or two touchdowns. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong in that. But, and then that was capped off with a defensive touchdown that was caused by Darius Slay with a forced fumble. Yeah. I think Vic Fangio's is trying to let the Broncos sink themselves back to the basement of the AFC West. They're like, no, no, no. Let's not have the Raiders go there. Let's have ourselves, the Denver Broncos, go there. And then there's one more bonus loser of the week. Yes. It is me. It's me, Austin. Yes. I, myself, am a loser this week because I guaranteed a massacre on Monday night. Uh, by by the LA Rams on the 49ers and I that I got completely clowned for it 
like <laughs> right on my telly as I came home from work. I I looked at the score and it was a massacre, but in the other way. <laughs> it just goes to show that anything can happen in the NFL. And um yeah. I am I I I'll take the L. I will take the L for uh that horrible horrible uh take that horrible horrible preview i did on my recap episode of the 49ers from last week have at it have at it i am a big loser this week yes me so players of the week of week nine kirk cousins you know three touchdowns um against the chargers you know taking care of the football you know efficient throwing in that game uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, looked really, really good on the ground, um, slicing and dicing um, just about everybody on the Jaguars, and he's continuing to prove that he's a top five uh, running back in the NFL. And Debo Samuel pretty much had the best game of uh, his uh, NFL career so far. Um, he looked pretty, like pretty damn good. And um, you know what's you know Trey Lance. Gets in there. Oh, shit. Things are about to get wild next season. Things are really about to get wild. And then um, the New England the New England defense. Like, holy shit. Like, it looks like they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. But, you know, we'll see what happens when they start facing uh, the best of the best down the stretch. So then that was uh, my uh, recap of the 2021 uh, NFL Week 10 let me know how you felt about um, those games, my winners and losers. Who are your winners and losers of Week Ten, and um, you know who are your who were your players of the week? So let me know how you felt, and then we're gonna move on to um, my picks for Week Eleven. You know, here we are in Week Eleven. You know, um, a lot of um, important matchups this week with um, this point of the NFL season. Because, you know, teams are either fighting for the division or fighting for playoff spots. You know, a lot a lot of teams at this point, um, unlike compared to past seasons, like, you don't know um, exactly who is going to be in, like, in, in the playoff hunt. Like, pretty much just every team is either, like, one game behind, a half game behind, or, like, they're exactly at the same record as each other. Like, I think the Vikings, the 49ers, uh, I think also the Falcons and the Eagles have almost the same identical records as each other. So, it's pretty, like, in the AFC, it's no different. Like, literally, almost everyone has the same, like, outside of, like, the, the Ravens, the Titans, um, pretty much the, the contender, like, pretty much the, the bulk of the pack, um, the cream of the crop. Like outside the cream of the crop, everyone else down below, it it's pretty much anyone's game, I guess. So there's a lot to sort out. Um, usually by usually by week uh by by last week or two weeks ago, you would have figured out like okay, we we know at least uh at least a couple like one or one or two or three or four teams, um two on each side by now who's gonna be in and who's gonna be out, but no. <laughs> literally, literally, like there's literally, uh, it's an arms race. I mean, sure, we already know that the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, the Jags, like we already know their shit. <laughs> we already know their shit. Like they're not going anywhere. 
uh, this season. So, like, we can disqualify them from this uh, conversation. But this is the week, um, week 11, for pretty much, like, all the X-Factor teams to prove um, that they're in it to win it. They're not the flukes um, of the playoff race. And that point starts with Thursday Night Football as we get a Super Bowl rematch of sorts. Not really. As the New England Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons in, this time, in Atlanta. Um, last time around, uh, Tom Brady um, faced Matt Ryan in, immediate, in an immediate rematch of Super Bowl 51 in Foxborough. And it got so foggy that um, Tom Brady was able to whip on uh, the Falcons' candy asses 24-7. But this time around... Um, four years later, um, it's Matt Ryan's turn to host not Tom Brady, but Mac Jones and the Patriots on his home turf. But, oh man, things look so different now um, for the Falcons because uh, their offense is so bad. <laughs> so, uh, look for Mac Jones and this Patriots offense to just naturally weave through um, this bad uh, Falcons team. Um, and, you know, Matt Ryan's just going to get harassed by a pretty pretty good Patriots defense all game long and um, I don't expect Cordell Patterson their uh, running back slash wide receiver to play in this game and even if he does he's just gonna risk himself getting hurt because he's he's currently slated with the uh, mild ankle sprain and I don't think it's worth playing in this game against a quality quality team so you know the Falcons can just take the L Patriots are gonna win this so no question about it. But then again, crazy things have happened on Thursday night. So then we get into the Sunday slate of games. Uh, we'll start with the early morning action. Uh, the New Orleans Saints take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Eagles have taken a pretty much run-first approach. Um, just like the 49ers, pretty much. Um, so this run-first approach by the Eagles is pretty much going to face a challenge against a top-ranked uh, Saints uh, run defense. But... I think even then with the Saints, you know, Trevor Samian is not exactly lining it up um, on offense. You know, I mean, sure, he's not making mistakes, but, um, you know, he's not really doing much, um, you know, to help them win games. So expect Jalen Hurts to throw it more, um, especially to Devontae Smith, and uh, take care of the Saints in a tightly contested game ahead of Thanksgiving. Then in New York, the Miami Dolphins. Take on the New York Jets. This game, really? At this point in the season? I mean, we all know Tua's going to start, but now we know it's Joe Flacco that's going to take the reins. So either way, I mean, I mean, the Dolphins have a def- decent pass rush. That was seen on Thursday night. They know how to get to the quarterback, um, and uh, they're just pretty much going to dismantle Green Eggs and Ham on the road. Yeah, I don't care about this game. So the Washington football team travels to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think Washington is going to have a little bit of a harder time to um, win with their similar formula from the Tampa Bay game. Um, I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a little bit of a more difficult game against uh, Carolina's uh, defense. Um, And I think the Panthers have a little bit of a more rejuvenated uh, team with, like I said, with Cam Newton. Um, you know, Cam Newton, this is going to be uh, his first game um, in front of uh, Carolina since uh, 2019. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty much back um, with the team in, at home. And, um, you know, Carolina is a little bit more healthier. 
um, than Washington, and you know they have their familiar quarterback to get things done. So I'm going to roll with Carolina uh, in this game. Then in a big matchup of the week, uh, the Indianapolis Colts take on the Buffalo Bills. You know this is a critical game for both teams. Um, you know the Buffalo Bills are fi- are back to hitting their stride on offense. Um, you know, and the Colts, you know, for as fluky as they are, they're trying to catch up to the Tennessee Titans. They're waiting, just waiting for the Titans to, uh, you know, to slip up um, a couple of games, and so they can, you know, take advantage of the AFC South. But you know, the Bills shouldn't have no problem. Um, they should continue to return to form ahead of a of a matchup against the Patriots two weeks from now, and ahead of a Thanksgiving game against the Saints um, next week. So they should take care of a fluky Colts team that nearly gave up two games against two bottom barrel teams. So I'm going with the Bills. Then in another game that probably no one will want to win, the Detroit Lions um, will attempt to actually win a game against the skid marks, the Cleveland Browns, the banged up Cleveland skid marks. So we don't know if Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum is going to start this game, but whoever it is, whoever it is, like I said, they're banged up and uh, like pretty much nothing is happening in the air. Um, so it's pretty much going to be like the running game. That's going to run this show. Um, whatever's left of the defense, specifically the front seven is going to have to do the damage to um, whether it's Jared Goff or whoever their backup quarterback is. So I'm just going to roll with the Browns. Then in an, in an interesting matchup, <laughs> The San Francisco 49ers travel to AW land to take on Jacksonville and the Jaguars. So, I mean, the 49ers um, should hopefully carry over their performance um, from the Rams game, especially on defense. So they should be able to beat up on uh, Trevor Lawrence and their non-existent offense and um, their non-existent defense that had, I'm mean, sure they had a, a pseudo Josh Allen game a couple weeks ago, but other than that, they pretty much had a non-existent game. Uh, they have a non-existent team, but as long as the Niners players, like none of the Niners players, you know, I'm looking at you, George Kittle. As long as George Kittle doesn't rep anything all elite wrestling, um, as none of them like don anything AEW, they'll be able to beat up on the Jags in the land of all elites. So, I'm just hoping the Niners don't like wear anything AEW. And if they do, they'll get the job done and move to 500. So the Houston Texans uh, travel to take on the Tennessee Titans in their return of the bye week. And uh, let's just say they'll be instantly met by a week of destruction from the Titans offense. Yeah, that's all I have to say about this Titans game. So the Titans will win easily, um, beating the Texans as they head towards um, that fight to <laughs> take on the number one overall pick. They just got to take... Um, care of the Lions for that. Then, in a big divisional game, uh, the Green Bay Packers um, take on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, this is a big game for two teams fighting for playoff spots. Um, and, um, you know, Green Bay is well ahead of Minnesota, but, you know, Vikings still trying to fight for a playoff spot. Um, you know, and, you know, who, if Minnesota wins, you know, you never know. And they, they, Green Bay could slip up. They got a lot of tough games ahead of their way. Um, I'm not sure about Minnesota's schedule, but, you know, a win here for Minnesota and, you know, a couple of Packers losses down the stretch, you know, <laughs> for as mediocre as Minnesota is, like, you never know what can happen. 
But, you know, given these are the kind of games that Kirk Cousins sinks in, you know, he, he uh, shrinks, you know, Aaron Rodgers should be able to attack this uh, Vikings defense. That's uh, pretty weak. Um, so I'm going to roll with the Vikings in this one. Um, and then, <laughs> yes, week 11 brings the return of Bears football as the Bears return from their vacation of mediocrity to be plastered by the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, a very pissed off and angry Ravens team that was just upset uh, the week prior by a shitty Dolphins team. Um, sure, I mean, Justin Fields uh, balled out the last time we saw him on the field against the Steelers, but man, that offensive line, the secondary sold him out. So I'm expecting no different from this Bears team against a very pissed off a Ravens team that had a very bad game that fell into a trap against the Dolphins. So expect the Ravens to rebound unless if they don't want to against uh, against the Bears on Sunday. Then we get to the afternoon slate of games. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled to Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't expect Derek Carr to, um, you know, get any better in this game. Um, I don't think the Raiders, you know, I don't think things will get better for them because they'll face a, a not much like tougher, but you know, a, little, a slightly tougher Bengals defense. You know, Joe Burrow is also seething um, after, you know, getting completely destroyed by uh, the Browns a couple weeks ago. So, you know, this is a Bengals team that want to be sinking its teeth into the, to the black hole. Pretty much Jamar chase wants to get, be getting back into, you know, his, um, um, role of you know lining lining it up on offense um you know um brushing past uh defenders you know making this case for offensive rookie of the year so you know he wants to, this Bengals team also needs to be uh getting back on track if they want to have a chance to um compete with the ravens for the uh, asc north so i'm gonna roll with the Bengals on this one now in probably one uh one of the games actually the like the game that i can't give a definitive pick on uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Um, you know, just like with the Seahawks game last week, it's very hard to predict um, what's going to happen, who's going to play um, on both sides. We know Russell Wilson's going to play. Um, we don't. We know he's going to shake off the the rust. Um, but we don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play in this game. You know, he had that ankle injury a couple weeks ago on Thursday night against the Packers. He didn't play it in the two games against uh, San Francisco and Carolina, and um, I did, like. I know he wants to play in this game against uh, Seattle, but then again, their bye week is in like literally the next week. Like, are you sure you want to play this game like against Seattle? I mean, sure, you don't want to lose three consecutive games because you'll probably fall behind to the Rams, uh, but then they're not doing so hot. So, like, do you want to risk Kyler Murray um, in a game against Seattle? Like, sure, they're not doing so hot right now either, but, like, the bye week is around the corner um, for Seattle. So, uh, not Seattle, uh, Arizona. So, like, like, I think they want to play the long, the long-term game here. So, I don't know. It's their decision. Whatever. Um... So we'll see what happens there. I, in all honesty, I can't really give you a definitive pick on this game because, um, 
yeah, it, it's it, it's really going to be an interesting one because like if Kyler Murray plays like, and he looks like his uh pre week eight self, uh not not like his pre um like his before week eight uh self, then he's pretty much going to destroy the Seahawks. Um, but he lo- if he looks anything like he did against the Packers, then yeah, he's going to get whooped. Um, probably. So, the worst case scenario is um, if Colt McCoy plays in this game. I um, mean, yeah, the Seahawks defense remains probably one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, in the league. But then you saw what the Cardinals offense with Colt McCoy against uh, Carolina. Yeah. So, in all honesty, I can't really give you a definitive pick in this game. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know. So then we get to uh, our couple last couple of games. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys against the Kansas City Chiefs, and probably one of the biggest games um, of the of the slate on on uh, Week 11. Um, it's going to be a high scoring affair. You know, the Cowboys are on a roll offensively and on both. In all honesty, both sides of the ball, um, and the Chiefs just finally found their groove back again. You know, <laughs> Mahomes and the and the Kansas City Big Three. Uh, you know, they're going to be wanting to. Uh, Go toe to toe with uh, Dak Prescott and the boys, so it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, but you know, I think uh, you know for all the groove that the Chiefs have found again, I don't think it'll be enough. I think the Cowboys will find a way to upset the Chiefs um, due to a defensive uh, play that could go down late in the game that turns the the tide in favor of the Cowboys. And for as you know, much as the media wants to rag on, yo, yeah, the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs. Yay! I think the Cowboys will find a way, like, down the wire to win this one. Like, I think the Chiefs, like, the game against the Raiders might be an outlier. It could be. We'll see. So I'm going to roll with the Cowboys in this one. Then the Sunday night game, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, traveled to SoFi to take on the LA Chargers. Oh, sorry, no, no, not the Chargers, the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers are back, people. <laughs> but uh, this is probably not going to be one uh, uh, one exciting Sunday night game, um, just like last week, because uh, we don't know if Big Ben Roethlisberger is going to play in this game. We don't know if he's going to be cleared um, out of the COVID protocol. So. We don't know what's going to happen there. So if he's not cleared um, from the protocol, then we're probably going to get more of Mason Rudolph. Yikes. Yuck. Like, why don't they play uh, Dwayne Haskins? Like, I know he had, like, trouble during his Washington days, like, legal trouble. But it's, like, it's been almost it's been almost a year. Like, and nothing has happened since then. Like, the dude hasn't gotten in trouble since then. Like, he's been, like, sitting on the bench, like, like understudying Ben Roethlisberger and you know, gang like maturity treatment, uh, maturity development from Mike Tomlin. Like, why don't you let this dude have a chance? Like, why don't you do let him like take a shot in this in this prime time slot? Like, why do we gotta roll with uh, Mason Rudolph, who are, we already know for like the last like what two years? We know he sucks. We know he absolutely sucks. Okay, <laughs> so like. Whether it's Big Ben Roethlisberger or uh, Mason Rudolph, like the Steelers, like are garbage on offense. They are they on their hot garbage. So expect for Justin Herbert to you know, who's speaking of offense, like their their offense has not been good. 
for the last two games. So expect for Justin Herbert to finally get his offense back on track in the right lights of Sunday night in SoFi, which will probably be like a road game essentially for uh, the Chargers because, well, uh, Pittsburgh probably is going to show out um, in L.A. on Sunday. But the Chargers are going to win this one. Then in the Monday night game, ugh, ugh. How do the Giants, how does New York continue to have so many primetime games? Yes, I know it's the name, the, the market. But goddamn, when, when does TV, when does the NFL start to realize that no matter what the media market name is, no matter what it is, the team sucks. The team absolutely sucks. Okay? <laughs> the New York Giants traveled to Tampa Bay to take on a very pissed off Bucks team. So you're telling me that you really want to see a Giants team get their candy asses whooped by a Tampa Bay Bucks team, no matter how much they're struggling right now, um, especially defensively. You really want to see them get their ass kicked. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> so expect for Tampa Bay, expect for Tom Brady and this offense, you know, to bounce back from uh, a game against Washington that pretty much rendered Tom Brady to sideline boy. But man, yeah. yeah, this is pretty much uh, a game where New York is going to get their ass kicked. That's all I'll say about that. So those are my picks for uh, Week 11 of this uh, NFL season, the biggest season ever, John. So those are my picks for uh, week 11. Let me know uh, how you feel about my picks. Let me know your picks, however you can, um, about this uh, this week. And yeah, th this should be an interesting week. This is probably a, a one of the big weeks um, as we head down the stretch towards the, the back half of the uh, NFL season. So it's going to be a somewhat interesting one. It's going to be a somewhat interesting one. But that's it for today's show of Very Cold Lasagna. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Thank you for tuning in to this fine, fine episode of the show, the podcast, however it is. <laughs> but anyway, make sure you listen to the show um, however you can and whatever way you want on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold in the fridge uh, tasty as a very cold yet spicy hot lasagna and um, hopefully this week of NFL action will be good it'll be good but until next time I'm signing out and peace out